Welcome to the Cruciform Life Church podcast, featuring the weekly sermons from our Sunday gathering. Please visit us online at www.cruciformlifechurch.org for more information. Let's read John chapter 11, starting verse 1. Now, a certain man was in Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was in. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed to this longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After seeing these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus was fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twins, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Mary and Martha to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went, and meet him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would have not died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Sir, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When he said, as she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that he was going to the tomb to wait there. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she felt at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, 
he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he open the eyes of the blind man and also have keep this man from dying? Then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sisters of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if I believe, that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on the account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. Lazarus came out. Then the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and face with wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you and bless you for giving us once again the opportunity to gather as a church of Father God. Lord, we are thankful and grateful of Father God, Lord, for continually sustaining us, continually working in our hearts of Father God, Lord. And Lord, our prayer this morning, uh, as we hear your word of Father God, Lord, buksan mo po yung mga pusong isipan namin o Diyos upang mas lalo namin maintindihan yung salita mo at ma-apply namin to sa aming mga buhay o Father God, Lord. So Lord, may you bless the preaching of your word of Father God, Lord. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Suffering and pain are, in it, are inevitable to every human being. No, yung suffering po and pain, inevitable po to every human being. When we say inevitable, hindi po na, uh, maiiwasan. No, hindi po maiiwasan sa lahat po ng human being. No, whether, regardless po kung tayo ay krisano man or hindi krisano. Lahat po sa atin, makakaranas po ng suffering and pain. Because dulot po to ng kasalanan na dala po ni Adam at saka ni Eve. But however, if we are a believer of Christ, if we are a Christian po, the way experience suffering and pain, yung good news po is that we can be assured of God's comfort in the midst of this. So, all of us will experience Suffering and pain, but kung tayo po'y mananampalataya kay Kristo, makakasiguro, makakasigurado po tayo ng comfort sa Panginoon sa kalagitnaan po ng pinagdadaanan natin sa buhay. Na ito pong passage na binasa natin, napakahaba lang, na a perfect picture. Kung titingnan natin that yes, life na, is that suffering and pain is inevitable, but on the other hand, makikita din po natin na God, we can assort of God's comfort in the midst of this. Kaya yun po yung pamagat or title po ng pag-aaralan natin sa umagang ito. No? <clears throat> comfort in the midst of pain. So again, napakahaba po yung passage natin. Hindi natin talaga i-detail by detail. So ang gagawin po natin is that uh, titingnan natin yung passage inductively. 
kung ibigaw po sabihin is that titingnan natin plainly at magbibigay ko ng comment. And then in the last part, titingnan natin kung ano po yung main point na makikita natin or yung theological team na makikita natin and then implications. So, so i, i ano po muna natin i study natin inductively. <clears throat> so yung story po ni itong story po na binuhay ni Jesus si Lazarus ay unique po to sa apat na gospel, sa four gospel because sa account lang po ni John binanggit itong story na to. Itong, itong story na to. At kung mapapansin po natin na si John po, no, hindi siya chronological pagkasulat yung book of John. Rather, ginagamit niya yung miracles, no? ginagamit niya po yung miracles after miracles para po ipa-rating sa atin, sa mga readers niya, na si Kristo ay isang Diyos no? at kung sino mang mananampalataya sa Kanya ay magkaroon po ng buhay na walang hanggan. Mababasa po natin yan in chapter 20, verse 30 to 31. So, then, itong story na to na binuhay ni Jesus si Lazarus is panghuling miracles po na ginawa ni Kristo. So, yung unang miracles po ginawa ni Kristo in chapter 2, yung wine ginawa niyang, ay, yung water ginawa yung wine, ginawa niyang wine. Then, in chapter 4, pinagaling niya yung anak ng centurion. Then, in chapter 5, Pinagaling niya yung paralytic din in chapter 4, uh, in pang-apat na miracle, in chapter 6, pinakain niya yung 5,000 ka mga tao. Din yung pang-lima po, in chapter 6, is that naglakad si Jesus sa dagat. Then yung pang-anim, na miracle is that binuksan niya yung bulag. No, yung mata ng isang bulag from since birth. Then ito po yung pang-last. Pang-seven miracles po na ginawa ni Kristo is binuhay niya po si Lazarus. So, titingnan natin inductively. So, ito po yung kung nasa screen naka-plus, ito po yung uh, hinati natin yung story sa limang senaryo. So, unang senaryo is that Jesus received news of Lazarus' illness start verse 1 to 6. Then, pangalawang senaryo po, Jesus decided to return to Judea start in verse 7 down to 16. Then Jesus met Martha in verse 17 to 27. Then Jesus met Mary in verse 28 to 37. Then the last is Jesus raised Lazarus, 38 to 44. So, Jesus received news of Lazarus' illness. In verse 1, we are told na si Lazarus may sakit. Sabi rito, Now, a certain man was ill. Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister, Martha. And ma-realize natin later on na yung sakit ni ni Lazarus ay hindi lang ito nilagnat, kundi severe po yung sakit niya. Because it leads him to death. <clears throat> Then, we are told na itong si Lazarus na to may kapatid po siya, si Mary at saka si Martha, at nakatira po sila sa village of Bethany. Because in the time of Israel, dami pong Bethany na mga village, mga small villages. Kumbaga, sa time natin today, ang daming kamilya. Sa kanila, daming village na Bethany. <coughs> so, madadaanan mo to pag galing kang Jericho, madadaanan mo to sa pagpupunta ka ng Jerusalem. Two miles off from Jerusalem. Then, 
in verse 3, so the sisters, uh, in verse 2, it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So we are told na itong si Mary na to, siya po yung nag-anoint kay Kristo. But Matthew and Mark mention this account. Now, but later on, i-mention din po ni John in chapter 12. i mention din po ni John to in chapter 12. Mas nauna lang sinabi ni John dito. <clears throat> Then, continue in verse in verse 4. In, in verse 3. So, the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. So, nagpadala sila ng message kay Jesus, itong magkapatid, na yung friend ni Jesus na si Lazarus. Na yung ginamit niya rito is peleo, is brotherly friend, is nagkasakit. Then, ito po yung response ni Jesus in verse 4, but when Jesus heard it, heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death, it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. And hindi po ibig sabihin na talagang hindi mamamatay physically po si Lazarus, but literal, makita natin mamamatay siya. At ang point lang po nais ni Jesus dito, nitong death ni sa Lazarus, yung sickness ni Lazarus, na as ultimately magbibigay po ng kalawalhatian sa Panginoon. Then in verse 5, Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. Yung ginamit ni Jesus dito na love or ni John na love dito is agape, the divine love. Kanina, sinabi niya na Lazarus love na ginamit is friendly. Pagdating dito is agape. No, yung divine love, yung pagmamahal ng Panginoon sa taong makasalanan. Then continue in verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. It was odd because sabi rito, mahal ni Jesus yung pamilyang to. Pero nung nabalitaan niya, nagkasakit si Lazarus, nasibir yung sakit, nag-dinilaid pa ni Jesus na pumunta kay Lazarus ng two days. Then, after two days, Jesus decided na pumunta po sa Judea. Kung saan po no, yung yung beta ni naka nandun. In verse 7, sabi po rito, Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea. Let us go to Judea. But makikita po natin in verse 8, no? yung mga disciples ni Jesus ay hesitant po sumama sa kanya. Sabi rito, The disciples say to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? At this time po, yung mga religious leaders, mas no, pinaintensify po nila yung paghanap nila kay Kristo at para patayin po nila si Kristo. We are told in chapter 10 verse 31. Basahin ko lang po. In 30 sabi rito, I and the Father are one. The Jews picks, pick up stone again to stone him. Because again, at this time, talagang harap-harapan na sinasabi ni Kristo na ako at ang ama ay isa. At para po sa mga hudyo, isang blasphemy yun. Na ikaw isang tao, kiniklimo na isa kang Diyos or kapantay ka lang sa Diyos. Na isang blasphemy po yun. Kaya galit na galit po yung mga hudyo. So kaya ang mga disciples, 
hesitant din po sila na talagang sumama muli kay Jesus papuntang Judea because alam po nila ang kung anong kinahihatnangan. But si Jesus talagang disidido na pumunta po sa Judea kaya bago po inulit ni Jesus na may sakit si Lazarus, punta tayo, nagbigay muna siya ng, dal, ng, ng metaphor para i-review po yung mga disciples ni Jesus. Ito po yung in verse 9, sabi ni Jesus, Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? Na in that, sa time nila, is that hinati nila yung buong umaga, start from sunset to sunrise in a 12 hours. Then, if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. Then, can trust ni Jesus, but if anyone walks in the night, he stumble because the light is not in him. In literal sense, Kapag umaga pa, umaga ka, naglalakad ka, lalo na sa time nila, no, is that uh, walang grab, walang ano, is madilim yung kalsada, walang matinong daan, is that maglalakad ka paggabi, malamang sa malamang, matitisod ka. Pero kung sa umaga ka maglalakad, nakita-kita mo yung kalsada, hindi ka po matitisod. Ito yung point ni Jesus. But, <clears throat> uh, si isang scholar, si Leon Mores, meron po siyang comment na itong metaphor ni Jesus is my deeper meaning pa. Basahin ko po, sabi niya. We should probably discern a deeper meaning. In the Johannine manner, people should make the most of the presence of Christ, the light of the world. Interpret niya yung light doon is si Jesus. For when he is withdrawn from them, there is no possibility of their walking without stumbling. Then, continue sa, sabi niya. The disciples need not to fear to go up with him because he cannot die before the appointed time and there's still a little time left. Ito po yung nais nang sabihin na parang dapat hindi matakot yung mga disciples ni Jesus na sa mga Hudyo as long as kasama pa po nila si Kristo. As long as na yung sa timetable ng Panginoon hindi pa po nais ng Panginoon na mamatay si Kristo. No? Then, Jesus again continues seeing in this metaphor, sabi niya, after seeing this, he said in verse 11, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. Eh, hindi lubos na naintindihan to, akala, akala pa rin ng, ng mga disciples, is literal to, kaya sabi ng mga disciples in verse 12, the disciples say to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will Recover. So, kumbaga, kung natutulog lang siya, then gigising din siya. And response ni Jesus is that, in verse 13 to 15, Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So makikita natin na talagang decided si Jesus. No? na pumunta po doon kay Lazarus. Then verse 16, itong si Thomas na to, boldly express yung support niya kay Jesus. Among the rest, no? siya lang yung atapang atao, sabi niya. Thomas called the twin and said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. Uh, alam po natin kung Now, sa story ni John, in the last part, pagdating natin sa chapter 20, na, so ito si Thomas, 
Siya po yung nagdauto. Nagpakita si Jesus sa mga disciple at wala siya at that time. Tapos nung sinabihan siya ng mga disciples, hindi siya naniniwala unless makita niya si Kristo. But makita natin, ibang, kakaibang Thomas to. The scholars believe na, yes, totoo talaga yung sinabi niya, but yung implikasyon nun, no, hindi niya lubusan maintindihan. But again, regardless doon na talagang may threat na sa buhay ni Jesus at itong mga disciples ni Jesus ay hesitant po sumama sa kanya, bisidido pa rin si Jesus na pumunta po sa Judea. Then, bago pa siya makarating doon sa bahay ni Mary, ay, ni Lazarus, nakatagpo niya to si Martha. Na? Si Martha. <clears throat> When Jesus arrived, talagang bumungan agad sa kanya yung Diyos in verse 17. Ang Diyos is that patay na po si Lazarus. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for days. No, already in the tomb for days. Uh, probably, nung inutusan ng magkapatid na iparating yung balita na nagkasakit si si Lazarus, pag alis siguro nung messenger na yun, is probably namatay na si Lazarus. Notice, isang araw bago siya nakabalik, then nag nag-delete si Jesus ng two days, then maglalakbay din si Jesus because si Jesus is in another place of Bethany, beyond the, the, the Jordan River. Mga around 150 kilometers. Abutan ka daw ng isang araw, lalakarin mo yun. So kaya, probably four days. Pero, mas inimpasayos to ni John, bakit four days? Because yung mga Hudyo, yung mga rabbinic belief, may belief po sa kanila na pag ang taong patay, no, in three days, until three days pa, pagdating na ng 4 days, saka naaalis yung kaluluwa. Until 3 days, nanandyan pa daw yung kaluluwa nun. So, na may posiblihang, may, may possible pa na mabubuhay muli si Lazarus. But dito talagang sinadya ni John because naisiparating na dyan na imposible na to. In human speaking, imposible na to na mabuhay muli si Lazarus. Na? <clears throat> Then in verse 18, <clears throat> Bethany was near Jerusalem about two miles off. Kaya, in verse 19, malalaman natin na maraming mga hudyo na nagkoconsol din kay Mary and Martha. In verse 19, And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. To concerning their brother. The scholar suggested na itong pamilya po ni Lazarus somehow promiminting pamilya po sila. Because in Luke, even in chapter 12, makikita natin na itong pamilya na to, sila po yung host lagi ni Jesus. No? Kaya nilang pakainin yung mga disciples ni, ni Jesus. <clears throat> then, after po na meet ni, then na meet na po ni Jesus si Martha, in verse 20, sabi rito, so when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and meet him But Mary remained seated in the house. No, hindi po pumasok talaga si Jesus or hindi siya pumasok doon sa village. Outside lang siya the village. Inawasan pa rin ni Jesus na somehow talagang publicly makita siya ng mga, mga hudyo. Then, pour out agad si Martha doon sa no, sa grief niya kay Kristo. Sabi nito, Martha said to Jesus, If you have been here, my brother would have not died. Na hindi po to nirebuke ni Jesus si Martha. But rather, expression lang po to ni Martha 
na talagang in pain siya. In pain siya. Ang lalim po ng sorrow, ng pain na dinaranas ni Martha. Because kung natin, start in verse 20 to, makikita natin yung faith ni Martha kay Jesus. Makikita natin, one is that in verse 22, sabi rito ni Martha, But even I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Na he believed Jesus as this connection with God the Father. Na may relasyon nito sa God the Father. Na kung anong hihilingin ni Jesus, ibibigay po ng Diyos Ama. Then Jesus, na, comfort Martha by saying this in verse 23. Sabi rito, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. No, will rise again. Then ito po yung respond ni, ni Martha. Yung pangalawang belief niya is that, sabi in verse 24, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last days. Now, he believed that in the last days, when Jesus returns again, mabubuhay muli ito si Lazarus. Then Jesus continued to comfort Ma- Martha no, by telling straight to her kung sino talaga si Kung sino sa In verse 25, sabi ni Jesus, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And uh, discuss natin to later dun sa implication natin. But point lang dito ni, ni no, makikita natin, na kinumpert ni Jesus. Itong si Martha na to. By assuring him, assuring her of his word. In fact, theological word. <clears throat> Then, in response ni Martha, she said, yes. She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Then, pagkatapos po, kinumfort ni Jesus, si Martha, no? Then, Natutusan niya rin si Mary, natawag, itutusan niya rin si Martha, natawagin si Mary para i-comfort po din ni Jesus. Then verse 28, sabi rito. <clears throat> When she said this, he went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. Private lang again because maraming mga hudyo dun sa bahay nila, <clears throat> but di pa rin makataka si Mary, no? In verse 29, makita natin to 30, and when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. Then verse 31, when the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, so Mary rise quickly and go out. They followed her, supposing that he was going to the town to wait there. Hindi pa rin siya makatakas doon sa mga hudyo. Then, nung nagkatagpo na si Jesus at saka si Mary, talagang in-express din ni Mary yung sadness niya, yung pain, yung sorrow niya na sa puso niya. In verse 32, then, Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she felt at his feet, i-worship muna ni Jesus, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. Would have not died. Then, Jesus, in verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping, 
And the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved. Natouch din po si Jesus in his spirit and greatly troubled. Then in verse 34, and he said, where have you laid him? He said to him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. <clears throat> so in verse 36, so when the Jews said, see how he loved him. But in verse 37, some of them said, could he not open the eyes of the blind man? Also have keep this man from dying. Then in the last scene po, binuhay na ni Jesus si Lazarus. Start in verse 38. Then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stonely against it. Ito po yung the Old Testament karami, kumbaga, karaniwang na mga cementerio nila. No? Nasa cave. <clears throat> Then, verse 39, continue. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sisters of Martha, the sister of the of the dead man, said to him, "Lord, by this time there will be an odor, because again, for this, no, at that time, hindi pa na oinbinto po yung formalin. <clears throat> for he has been dead for days. Then, inolit ulit ni Jesus, no, nireiterit ulit ni Jesus na." In verse 14, Jesus said to him, I did not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Then Jesus prayed to God. Sabi rito in verse 41, So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. Then Lazarus in verse 43 When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. Lazarus came out. Then the man who had died came out, his hand and feet, bound with linen strips and face wrapped with a cloth. Now Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. So isummarize natin, para maano natin, tapos titingnan natin kung anong theological implication or theological truth makuha natin dito at saka mga implication. So ito po yung story, the summary. Jesus heard the news that his friend Lazarus was ill, yet he stayed two more days. After that, he went on, and upon coming to the place, he met Martha first and comforted her. Then he comforted also Mary. Then pagkatapos, they went to the tomb where Lazarus was laid, and Jesus called Lazarus to come out, and he rose from the dead and came out. Now, may dalawang implikasyon, may dalawang theological truths na makikita po natin sa story na to. So, una pong theological truth is that suffering and pain are inevitable to the lives of believers. Suffering and pain are inevitable. Ibig sabihin, hindi po natin maiiwasan. Kahit tayong mananampalataya ni Kristo, hindi po natin maiiwasan na hindi natin may experiensahan itong suffering and pain. No? Throughout the book of John, wala pong ibang binanggit si John na talagang mahal na mahal niya yung pamilya po lamang nitong nila Lazarus at Marta. No? Kung mapapansin po natin na talagang mahal na mahal to ni Jesus itong pamilya na to. Pero hinayaan din po ni Jesus na ma-experiensahan nila yung pain and suffering. Yung pain and suffering. 
So, hindi po ibig sabihin na dahil may Kristo tayo sa buhay, wala na tayong suffering, wala na tayong pain na pagdadaanan sa buhay. In fact, kung babasahin po natin or kung titingnan natin yung mga New Testament believers, na, grabe po yung paghihirap nila. Grabe po ang suffering na pinagdadaanan po nila sa buhay. Because para po sa ating mga kresyano, expected na po to. Expected na po to na talagang mag-suffer tayo para po sa Panginoon. So, sabi po ni Apostle Pablo in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, ano daw, will be persecuted. Then, si Apostle Pedro, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, Do not be surprised. Parang sabi ni Apostle Pedro, huwag ka na magtaka at the fiery trials. Pinipicture out niya pa na umaapoy ng mga pagsubok. When it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. Then si James, and James chapter 1 verse 2, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you, it means it is expected sa atin, when you meet trials for various kind of various kinds. So, expected na po ito sa atin. Hindi po natin ito may iwasan bilang mananampalataya po kay Kristo. Ibalansahin lang po natin. No? So, yung suffering po, ay hindi po siya yung main implication sa pagiging kresyano. No, yung main implication po sa pagiging kresyano ay magiging tapat po tayo at obedient po tayo sa Panginoon. Yun po yung pinaka-main implication. Pero kung pag-uusapan po natin yung obedience natin sa Panginoon at yung faithfulness natin sa Panginoon, may requirements din po yon. Ang requirements doon is that the commitment, sacrifices, and self-denial. Kaya sabi ni Jesus sa mga disciples uh, in Mark chapter 8, verse 34, sabi niya, And calling to the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. No, so ito po yung unang theological truth na makikita natin dito sa story. Suffering and pain are inevitable, but ito po yung good news. Nasikan theological truth din na makikita natin. Is that we can be assured of God's comfort in the midst of our suffering and pain. Yes, we will experience pain and suffering. But ang good news is that we can be assured of God's comfort in the midst of this. Now, take note. Kung mababasa natin dito, kailan ba kinumpert ni Jesus si Mary and Martha? Pagkatapos na bang binuhay ni Jesus si Lazarus? Hindi po. Bago pa binuhay ni Jesus si Lazarus, kinumpert po ni Martha, kinumpert po ni Jesus si Martha at saka si Mary. Na? Kinumpert po niya. Titingnan natin dito. Paano kinumpert ni Jesus si Martha? Na? Pakikita natin dito. Kinumpert ni Jesus si Martha by seeing words. In fact, ma-realize natin dito theological words. Na? In verse 21, basahin natin, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, 
If you have been here, my brother would have not died. In expressing ang pain niya kay Kristo. Then, response ni Kristo, uh, continue, but even, now I know that whatever you ask from God, you will give, He will give you. Then Jesus, ito yung comfort ni Jesus kay Mary. By assuring Mary, mabubuhay muli yung kapatid mo, sabi na, well, your brother will rise again. But itong word na to may ambiguity. Either nire-refer, imminent na pagkabuhay ni Lazarus or in the last days. Sa pagbalik ni Kristo, but pwede natin tingnan both. Because later on, binuhay talaga din ni Jesus si, si Lazarus, but namatay din si Lazarus eventually. Then, when Christ came, then mabubuhay din siya muli. But again, ang point lang is that no, kinumpert si Martha ni Jesus by assuring him. Assuring him of words, theological words. Huh? Then, titignan natin si Mary. Kasi magkaiba po yung approach ni Jesus para sa kanya, para i-comfort niya si, si Mary. Start in verse, dito lang, 32. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she felt at his feet, saying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. When Jesus, anong response si Jesus? Kaiba kay Mary, di ba? Nung binuhos ni Martha yung grief niya kay Jesus, kung dito ka lang sana, Lord, hindi na ba tayong yung kapatid ko? Ang response si Jesus is, nagsalita si Jesus ng words, ng theological words, para i-assure siya, i-comfort siya. But dito kay, kay, kay Mary, is kakaiba. Walang sinabi si Kristo. Ano lang ginawa ni Kristo? Umiyak. Umiyak lang si Kristo. In verse 32, sabi rito, After the five, because move, na move si Jesus, then after the five, Jesus wept. Huh? Jesus wept. Sabi ng mga scholars, because hindi mo kailangan sabihan si Mary ng theological truths, alam niya yun. Kung puntahan natin sa Luke chapter 10, diba? si, kita natin si Mary, ah, si Martha, busy-busy kaka-serve. While si Mary, nakaupo lang at nakikinig kay Kristo. Parang malamang sa malamang, marami tong alam theologically si Mary. While si Martha, kailangan ni Jesus ng theological truth para i-comfort po si Martha. Uh, sometimes, pag may brother tayo, tas grabe po or sister in Christ, grabe yung pinagdadaan nila sa buhay. Uh, minsan, may times na talagang sabihan natin sila ng biblical truths para ma-comfort sila. Kung alam natin, alam tong taon to. Kung nais lang natin is that, sige, buhos mo lang, makinig lang ako sa'yo, tapos iyak lang din ako pag iyak So, magkakaiba po yung the way na approach ni Jesus. Paano sila kinumpart? But ang katotohanan is that kinumpart sila ni Jesus bago pa man binuhay ni Jesus si Lazarus. Hinayaan muna ni Jesus na ma-experience nila yung pain and suffering before no? before buhayin nila si Lazarus at ikumpart muna sila ni ni Jesus. So, yun po yung nakikita po natin dito. Na yes, all of us makaka-experience po ng pain, struggles, challenges po, problema sa buhay, but we can assort of God's comfort in the midst of this. That's si David po, sabi ni David in Psalms 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, 
for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, the comfort me. The Apostle Pablo in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3-4, to 4, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort. Ano daw? Who comforts us in all our affliction. So ito po yung point natin this morning. Suffering and pain are inevitable, but we can be assured of God's comfort in the midst of this. We can be assured of God's comfort. Then we ask the question, What is our comfort in the midst of our suffering and pain? No, mayroon pong tatlong implication. There are three implications that we can learn from this story that will give us comfort in the midst of our pain and suffering. Number one is that God or Jesus cares for those whom He loves. God or Jesus cares for those whom He loves. No, in verse 8, we are told, na itong mga religious leaders na to, talagang hinahanap nila si Kristo para patayin. Na in verse 8, basahin natin, The disciples say to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. Are you going there again? But despite po, dun sa sitwasyon na yon na may mga hindi na nais pong patayin si Kristo, decided po si Kristo na pumunta. Then we ask the question, ano po yung nag-uudyo kay Kristo na talagang puntahan niya si Lazarus. Simply lang. Because Jesus dearly loved this family. Talagang mahal na mahal ni Kristo itong pamilya na to. Kaya, mapapansin natin, three times po inulit yung word na love. Although in a different Greek, yung una is pileo, and the next to is agapao. But yung emphasis is that mahal na mahal ni Kristo itong pamilyang to. No, in verse 3, sabi, so the sister sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is El. Then in verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and your sister Lazarus. In verse 36, you know, ulit-ulit yung word na love. So the Jews said, so how he loved him. Now, ito po yung isang bagay, ito yung pagmamahal ni Kristo dun sa pamilya na yun, na willing si Jesus i-rest yung buhay niya para lang mapakita ng Panginoon yung care niya dito sa pamilyang to. Kaya, na, countless times, sinabi, ng, sinabi ni Jesus sa mga disciples, three times, let's go, let's go, let's go. Kahit hesitant po yung mga disciples po ni Jesus. Na, ito po yung, ito po yung clear na makikita natin dito. Na, ang nag-uudyo kay Kristo para pumunta doon sa Judea, kahit gano'n na po yung may threat na sa buhay na is that He cares for this family. He cares for this family. <clears throat> Ito rin po yung katotohanan na ma-apply natin sa mga buhay po natin. No, na, ang Panginoon po is committed kung na kay Kristo na po tayo because yung expression ng pagmamahal ng Panginoon sa atin ay sa pamamagitan kay Kristo. Na hindi po tayo mamamahalin ng Panginoon kung wala po tayong Kristo sa mga buhay. Or in other words, yung 
unconditional love ng Panginoon sa atin ay pinakita niya po kay Kristo. Kaya kung nakay Kristo na tayo, sabi ng Biblia, tayo daw yung mga beloved po ng Panginoon, mga minamahal na ng Panginoon. No? At ito yung katotohanan na makikita natin sa scripture na kung tayo ay minahal na ng Panginoon, kumiti din po ang Panginoon na itaking care po tayo. Ito po yung katotohanan na sinasabi po ng Biblia. Kumitid po ang Panginoon na siya po yung bahala sa mga buhay po natin. Ma? Puntahan natin, Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> so yung argumento dito ni Jesus is that kung ano itong mga ibo na to, mga lisa creation, pinapahalagahan ng Panginoon. Tayo pa kaya? Na, na may tamang relasyon sa kanya at nilikha niya hindi niya papahalagahan. In verse 25, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will be put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. Deny their sooner rape or gather into barns. Yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Then are you not more value than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the ladies of the field, how they grow. Deny their toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, all his glory was not arrayed like this. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive tomorrow, is thrown into heaven, will he not much clothe of you? So, kung pinapakain ng Panginoon yung mga ibon, tayo pa kaya. So, itong mga, mga flowers na to, mga lilies na to, kung pinapahalagan ng Panginoon, tayo pa kaya. Kaya that's why, sabi na in verse 31, Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, that in contrast, and your heavenly fathers knows them all. So, ganun po kakumitid ang Panginoon sa mga buhay natin. Napapangalagaan niya po tayo. In last passage, puntahan natin yung Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. Bibigyan tayo natin ang reason why. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Again, hindi ko po alam yung mga sitwasyon ninyo sa buhay. Anong pinagdadaanan nyo ngayon. But, ito yung comfort na makakuha natin. God is committed to taking care of us in the midst of suffering and pain. Because God cares for those whom He loves. And second implication po, second implication is that God has a purpose for our suffering and pain. God has a purpose for our suffering and pain. Dalawang purposes po na makikita natin dito. No? Two purposes of God in our suffering and pain. So una po is that we will learn how to glorify God in the midst of our pain and suffering. In verse 3, nabalitaan ni Jesus na nagkasakit po si Lazarus. Then, ang tugon ni Jesus in verse 4, ito po. So the sister sent to him saying, Lord, whom you love is El. But when he... But when Jesus heard it, 
Sabi ni Jesus, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Yes, namamatay si Lazarus, pero ang pinakapunto nito is that dahil dito, kasi bubuhayin ni Cristo ulit si, si, si Lazarus, is that para po sa kalawalhatian ng Panginoon. Then jump to verse 39. Jesus said, Take away the stones, Martha. <clears throat> the sisters of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you? If you believe, you would see the glory of God. So, makikita natin, God allow no, na magkasakit si Lazarus at mamatay si Lazarus so that dun po sa sitwasyon ni si Lazarus, mas may exalt po yung Panginoon, mas mag-glorify po yung Panginoon. So, clear yung po yung implikasyon sa atin. That God allow us to go through suffering and pain so that matutunan po natin paano natin sambahin ang Panginoon sa kalangitnaan po ng pinagdadaanan natin sa buhay. Sounds strange, di ba? Parang, God delight na maghirap ako. Hindi po. Ha? But, ang Panginoon, tinuturo niya po sa atin, paano tayo, paano natin sa mag-glorify, regardless po sa emosyon na nararamdaman natin, regardless po sa sitwasyon na kung anong meron tayo. No, because when we talk about glorifying God, hindi po ito nakabase sa mga sitwasyon natin o sa mga emosyon natin. Nakabase po ito kung ano po yung katotohanan na sinasabi ng scripture. No? Na tayo'y nilikha ng Panginoon at niligtas ng Panginoon para po sa kalawalhatian niya. Kaya kung para sa kalawalhatian tayo ng Panginoon, din yung purpose natin, why we exist here in earth, is to bring glory to God. Kaya sabi ng mga reformers or yung confession natin, the Westminster Confession, that the chief end of man is to glorify Him. Is to glorify Him. Kaya that's why, unless kung hindi po tayo settle dito sa katotohanan na to, hindi po rin po tayo magkakaroon ng desire na i-glorify ang Panginoon despite po sa mga sitwasyon natin sa buhay. No, God commanded us to glorify Him. Every aspect po sa mga buhay natin and every circumstances po sa mga buhay natin. God, no, hindi lamang po na we will glorify God when our situation is okay. We will glorify God if our emotion is high. We will glorify God if our marriages is okay. We will glorify God if our family, work, and businesses is okay. Whatever circumstances po sa buhay natin, ito po dapat yung na matutunan natin sa buhay. Is that i-glorify natin ang Panginoon sa kalagitnaan po ng pagsubok na dinaranas po natin sa buhay. Ito po yung tamang tugon ng isang totoong mananampalataya kay Kristo. Na matuto siya. I-glorify ang Panginoon sa kalagitnaan po ng problemang or challenges, or pain, or suffering na pinagdadaanan niya sa buhay. Nasa reading po tayo sa church, sa book of Jude. Kung babasahin natin, start chapter 1 to chapter 2. 
Una bunga dagat is wala pong ibang pinakamayaman na nabubuhay doon is that sa time nila is job. Pero the next verses makita natin lahat 'yun nawala. Kayamanan niya, pamilya niya na yun unang nawala. Natira niya yung asawa niyang grabe yung bibig. <laughs> At yung health niya. Pero pagdating natin sa chapter 2, nawala pa rin. Na? Pero kung makikita natin, ano po yung tugon ni, jo- ni Job? Puntahan natin chapter 1 in verse 20, sabi po rito. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. Sabi niya, And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So despite po sa tragedy na nangyayari po sa buhay ni Job, he is able to worship God. Kaya ito rin po yung tinuturo ng Panginoon sa atin. Na, na able tayo to worship God in the midst of our suffering, struggles, challenges na pinagdadaanan po sa buhay. Because again, no, when we talk about worshiping God, hindi po ito nakadepende sa mga sitwasyon natin, sa mga nararamdaman natin. No, kundi, sino po ang Panginoon sa buhay natin at ano na pong ginawa ni Kristo sa mga buhay natin. At pangalawa pong purpose ng Panginoon, sa suffering and pain natin is that we will learn how to trust Him in the midst of this. In the midst of our suffering and pain, matutunan po natin paano magtiwala sa Panginoon. Again, in verse 3, pabalitaan again eh, Jesus na nagkasakit to si Lazarus, pero sinadya talaga ni Kristo na magstay pa siya ng two days. No? In verse 6, sabi nito, when Jesus, so when he heard, Jesus, that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, we ask the question, bakit, bakit, ayaw ba ni Jesus na gumaling si Lazarus? The clear answer is, ayaw. Ayaw talaga ni Jesus na gumaling si Lazarus. Because ang nais ni Jesus is buhayin si Lazarus. Ayaw ni Jesus na pagalingin si Lazarus because nais ni Jesus is buhayin niya si Lazarus. Na? Upang sa ganun, pag makita po ng mga disciples ni Jesus at saka ni, Mary, ni Martha, talagang mas old damer magtitiwala pa po sila kay Kristo. In verse 14, sabi rito, Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad. You take word na word. For your sake, wala ako doon na nagkasakit siya. Parang, marami ka Jesus, natuwa ka pa na wala ka doon na nagkasakit si Lazarus. Yes. Because, sabi ni Jesus, so that you may believe. Because later on na is ni Jesus na buhayin si Lazarus. Wala nga intensyon si Jesus. Talagang pagalag, pagalingin si Lazarus. Mas ang intensyon ni Jesus na buhayin ko to sa Lazarus. At ang purpose, para mananampalataya kayo. Yung word dito na believe, hindi po ibig sabihin na no, at this time, 
Nagdadaut pa rin yung mga disciple kay Jesus. Hindi po yun. Ah, nais ni Jesus na mas all the more magtiwala sila, magtiwala sila kay Kristo. Because at this time, again, tatakot po yung mga disciples. So pupunta ulit tayo sa Judea. Alam nating inahanting na tayo ng mga religious leaders. So nais ni Jesus, nais-strengthen po yung faith nila, nais po ni Jesus na talagang matutunan nilang magtiwala sa kanya. No? Sa ganitong sitwasyon. Comment po ni, no, ni Leon Mores, sabi na. Without a doubt, they were all lady believers, referring to the disciples. Yet their faith was not strong. For at the critical hour, they were all to forsake him, to forsake Jesus. The meaning will be that faith is progressive. They are new depths of faith to be plugged. This is the purpose of why God allow us suffering. No? Lumago yung faith po natin sa Kanya. Kasi kung hayahay lang yung buhay natin, di ba? Sarap. <laughs> di tayo matutunang talagang lumuhod sa Panginoon. <clears throat> Then continue. New heights of faith to be skilled. The raising of Lazarus will be a profound effect on them and give their faith a content that it did not have before. Faith will be strengthened. The faith will be strengthened. Then, kung puntahan din natin si Martha, no? in verse 20, 26, yung question ni Jesus kay Martha, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Then sabi niya kay Martha, do you believe this? Again, itong question na to hindi po again, na si Martha, wala siyang pananampalataya kay Kristo, nagdadoubt siya kay Kristo. Because again, nakita na natin, in, in verse 20 to, in-express niya po yung faith niya. Ka, yung faith niya. Na? He believed na si Jesus at ang Panginoon may tamang relasyon. <clears throat> Then, he believed the resurrection. But more than that, makikita natin dito in verse 27, yung 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 faith ni yung genuine faith po ni Martha. In verse 27, sabi dito, she said to him, "Yes, Lord." Ang question ni Jesus, "Do you believe?" "Yes, Lord. I believe." Anong believe ni ni, ni Martha? Three things sabi niya. "You are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world." Sidebar lang. We realize at this time, 'di ba? Sabi ni Luke chapter 10, Itong Marta na to habang si Jesus nagtuturo, bising-bisi kakasard. Ha? Si Mary lang ang nakaupo. But ma-realize natin, lumalago po yung knowledge ni Marta kay sa Panginoon. Ha? So, para lang implication is that So, hindi po puro serve lang. Aral din. Nakikita <laughs> natin. Na lumalago yung knowledge ni Marta kay Kristo. So, again, no, itong death ni Lazarus <clears throat> means ng Panginoon para ituro sa mga disciples at ituro din po kay Malta na talagang buo yung pagtitiwala nila kay Kristo. No, buo po yung pagtitiwala nila kay Kristo. So, the implication is clear din po sa atin is that so, God allow us to experience suffering and pain so that we will learn how to trust Him in the midst of this. Because when we are in pain, when we are in suffering, 
Napakahirap po magtiwala sa Panginoon. Tama po ba? Ha? Daming doubts, worry, anxieties po papasok sa mga puso't isipan natin. At nais po ng Panginoon na ma-overcome natin itong mga bagay na to. At ang susi po doon is that magtiwala tayo. Mas all the more na magtiwala po tayo sa Panginoon. Na matutunan po natin tayong, matutunan po natin magtiwala sa Kanya sa kalagitnaan po ng kapigatian or suffering po na pinagdadaanan natin sa buhay. So God has a purpose for our suffering and pain. One, to, that we will learn how to glorify Him. Pangalawa is that we will learn how to trust Him. Pero by the way, isa lang yun. Because when we say we trust God, we glorify God. When we say we glorify God, we trust Him. Then, the last implication is that Jesus promised eternal life to those who believe in Him. I think this is the obvious. Ito po yung obvious implication or katotohanan na hindi dapat natin ma-miss out dito sa story na to. That Jesus promised eternal life to those, to all those who believe in Him. In verse 25 to 26, Jesus said, Jesus said to her, to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall live. Yeah, the emphasis for it is the word I am the. I am the resurrection and the life. Ibig sabihin po, hindi lamang po si Jesus nag, nagbibigay ng buhay, hindi siya po yung source ng buhay. Siya po yung source ng buhay. At sa din po yung pagka Buhay din in 26. Nire-enforce lang. Pero same lang din yung point dyan. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Again, the point is that Jesus is the source of life at lahat po ng mananampalataya kay Kristo. Yes, we will die physically. But on the last days, when He returns, we will rise from the dead and be with Him for the rest of eternity. I think ito po yung pinaka-the greatest comfort natin sa buhay. Na? na assured po tayo sa kaligtasan natin, assured po tayo dun sa promise, sa pangako po ng Panginoon na makasama natin siya habang buhay, the rest of eternity. Na dun, di na po natin ma-experience yung pain, yung suffering, yung sickness, yung sin. At ang pinakamahalaga pa is, andun na tayo sa presensya po ng creator natin ng savior po natin. No? Wala na pong ibang pinaka-the greatest comfort kundi mapapaalalahanan tayo itong katotohanan na to. Na pinako ng Panginoon yung kaligtasan niya sa atin. Kung tayo mananampalataya po sa kanya. Kaya nga yung mga New Testament writers, lalo na si Apostle Pablo, is that Because grabe po yung, intense po yung persecution sa kanila. Na, mga believers at the time, hindi po sinasabi ni Apostle Pablo, sana ang ganda na ng buhay mo. Hindi po ganun, sana makahanap ka ng magandang job para ma-provide lahat ng needs nyo. Sana wala ka ng sakit. Sana ma-provide yung mga bayaran mo. Hindi po yung sinabi ni, ni, ng mga New Testament writers no naghihirap pa mga, mga believers the, at the time. The way po in-encourage ng mga mga 
ito ni Pablo at saka ni Pedro, ang mga believers at the time is to remind them na, na yung salbisyo na ginawa ni Kristo, yung promise ni Kristo, itong eternity, ito yung pagbalik po ni Kristo. No, yung future glory na nag-aawits po sa atin. Kaya puntahan natin yung Romans chapter 8 verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Na hindi natin ito lubusan maintindihan. Ano ba to Because wala pa namang nisa sa atin nakapunta sa heaven. Diba? Always nating sinasabi, pag makapunta ka dito sa lugar na to parang hindi ka nababalik ng Pinas. <laughs> <clears throat> kasi ang ganda. Ganun. Kung makapunta tayo sa langit, malamang sa malamang, ayaw ko na sa mundo. Ito sabi niya po sa Pablo, worth comparing yung glory na nag-aawit sa atin in heaven. In 1 Peter chapter 4, start in verse 12. Bilabit, do not be surprised at the pearly trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice. Instead, we should rejoice. Why? Because sabi niya rito that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. The, the second coming of Christ. So, church, listen, ito po yung pinaka-the greatest comfort natin sa buhay. Hindi na, Lord, wala akong problema this week, next month, next, next year. Kasi sabi nga natin, ito matatakasan natin. Ang pinaka-the greatest comfort natin is that Sigurado tayo sa kaligtasan na ginawa po ni Kristo sa mga buhay po natin. That one day, yes, we will die, but pag nakay Kristo po tayo, magbubuhay tayo muli at makakasama natin siya the rest of eternity. At itong katotohanan na to, para lang din to, sa mga taong may totoong pananampalataya kay Kristo. Na? Pero kung wala po tayong Kristo sa buhay, hindi po ito good news. Isang bad news po to. Because ang Kristo na nagbigay po ng source po ng buhay, na nagbibigay sa atin ng buhay na walang hanggan, siya din po yung Kristo na magjajad sa atin sa ating mga kasalanan. Ulitin ko po ito. Itong good news na to. Itong comfort na sinasabi ko kanina is para lang to sa ating mga mananampalataya kay Kristo. At kung tayo walang pananampalataya kay Kristo, hindi po to good news, bad news po to. Because sabi sa scripture din, itong Kristo na nagbibigay sa atin ng buhay na walang hanggan, sa din po ang magja-judge, magko-condemn sa atin. Itapon doon sa imperno kung wala tayong pananampalataya kay Kristo. Ito po yung clear na message sinasabi ng scripture. Kumuntahan natin yung John chapter 5, start in verse 20. Sabi po rito, John chapter 5, start in verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. And greater works than this will He show Him, so that you may marvel. In verse 21. For as the Father rises the dead and gives life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. Eternal life pinag-usapan dito. Then, In contrast, for the Father judge, judges no one but has given all the judgment to the Son. Itong Kristo na ito na nagbibigay ng buhay ng walang hanggan, ito rin yung Kristo na, na magjudge sa atin kung wala tayong 
Mananampalataya sa kanya, totoong relasyon po sa kanya. Kaya in verse 24, sabi rito, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but had passed from death to life. Dalawa lang po yung option. Ito? Eternal life and eternal condemnation. So, intindihan po natin. For the longest time, we are coming here sa church. But hindi po natin lubusan na intindihan to kung sino si Kristo at anong ginawa po ni Kristo sa mga buhay natin. Intindihan natin. Banal po yung Diyos na sinasamba natin. Pag sinasabi natin banal, perfecto po siya. At ang bad news nito is that itong Diyos na perfecto, nais niya rin tayong magiging perfecto. Sino sa tanong ko? Tanong ko sa atin, sino bang perfecto sa atin dito? Wala po ni kahit ni isa. Lahat po sa atin ay makasalanan. Whether nagsinungaling ka man or ano man, kasalanan, kasalanan para sa Panginoon. At ang sabi ng Biblia, kung tayo ay makasalanan, ang karapat dapat sa atin itapon sa imperno habang buhay. No? Because yun yung ekspresyon ng galit ng Panginoon, itapon tayo sa imperno habang buhay. Pero ang kabutihan po no? ng Panginoon is that pinadala niya si Kristo, no? isang just nagkatawang tao, namuhay ng perfecto, namatay dun sa cross para kung sino mang mananampalataya sa kanya, lahat po ng taong makasalanan magiging matuwid dahil dun sa ginawa ni Kristo sa buhay niya. Kaya, again, na komporto para sa atin, mananampalataya kay Kristo, kung hindi po tayo mananampalataya kay Kristo, error po to sa atin. Because the same Jesus that gave us eternal life to those who believe in Him is the same Jesus that will condemn us in the last days. So, <clears throat> conclusion. Suffering and pain are inevitable. But we can be assured of God's comfort in the midst of this. May pahabol pa akong tatlong implication. One is that, if we are assured of God's comfort when we are in the midst of suffering and pain, nakakasigurado na po tayo sa, sa comfort ng Panginoon or kung kinumfort po tayo ng Panginoon sa kalagitnaan po ng kapighatian challenges, problemang dinaranas natin sa buhay is that ito po ang dapat ang katotohanan na, na wala na pong kuwang sa mga puso natin na inanars pa natin yung pain. Di ba? Mahilig tayo magnamnam ng pag may pinagdaanan tayo sa buhay, grabe po Lord yung pinagdaanan ko. Yes, okay lang yun. Week, days, pero two years na, three years na. Hindi pa rin. Because clear sa pinag-aralan natin na kung totoo na-experiensahan mo yung comfort ng Panginoon, hindi ka wala pong kuwang sa mga puso natin na inanars pa rin natin yung pain sa mga puso natin. No? Pangalawa, implikasyon. If we are a sort of God's comfort when we are in the midst of suffering and pain, then we can overcome our struggles, temptation, challenges, problems sa mga buhay po natin we will not be defeated because God is committed to comfort us. Lastly, pangatlo, if we are sort of God's comfort when we are in the midst of suffering and pain, then we are able to minister to other. We are able to minister to other while going through this. 
Diba? Pag dami natin pinagdadaanan, parang wala akong magbiminister sa Panginoon ngayon. Kaya nga, napakahalaga na ikukumport tayo dapat ng Panginoon. Because saka lang tayo, saka lang po tayo magkakaroon din ng evil to comfort others pag may pinagdaanan din tayo sa buhay. Sabi po yan ni Apostle Pablo in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. Now that God comfort us in all our affliction and purpose so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction. So, suffering and pain are inevitable but the good news is God or we can be a sword of God's comfort in the midst of this. Tayo po yung manalangin. <clears throat> Amin Diyos, samaha kami po yung lubusong nagpapasalamat. Sa patuloy mong pagre-remind sa amin ng salita mo, Diyos. Salamat po, Diyos, na itong katotohanan, yes, in this life of Father God, Lord, we cannot escape suffering, challenges, pain, but the good thing is that makakasigurado kami ng comfort sa inyo, Diyos. Lord, Leo, comfort us. Pag dumaranas po kami ng pain sa buhay, so that makikita din po namin yung sarili namin. Lord, able to really minister to one another. So Lord, we want to thank you and we want to bless you this morning. This is our prayer. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cruciform Life Church Podcast. Check out more gospel-centered messages at www.cruciformlifechurch.org or subscribe to this podcast at Spotify.